Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership, where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Every step on the journey from expert to executive leads away from your craft. This sentiment is easier to grasp than embrace, and neither grasping nor embracing it is a requirement for reaching the rank, responsibilities, or rewards of an executive. Wow, a powerful start to an impactful book. Today's guest, Edward E. Tyson, is a former strategy executive and Marine turned executive coach and organizational consultant. He is also the CEO of Persynergy Consulting and the best-selling author of From Expert to Executive, Mastering the SOPs of Leading. The book I just read from moments ago, From Expert to Executive, is a business fable about the transition from subject matter expert to enterprise leader. More than just a story about some struggling scientists at a biotech firm, it introduces Ed's leadership SOPs framework and methodology, which encourages leaders to develop and deploy personal standard operating procedures for structuring, operating, and perfecting their communities of effort. Before founding Persynergy nearly 10 years ago, Ed accumulated 20 years of leadership experience in the rank of military, nonprofit, private, and publicly traded organizations. He received his bachelor's degree in philosophy from Pennsylvania State University and earned his master's degree in adult organizational development from Temple University. Ed was born in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, but now resides by the sea in San Clemente, California with his wife and the youngest of his two sons. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. Have you been wanting to launch your podcast and just haven't found the right resources? I launched Master Leadership Podcast in 2016 and it now ranks in top 1% globally. I've gathered all I've learned and created Master Your Podcast in a Weekend course on Master Your Swag app so that you have everything you need to share your voice with the world, minus those excuses. So download Master Your Swag app on Google or Apple platforms to access the Master Your Podcast course and launch your podcast this weekend. Welcome, Edward Tyson. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're excited to have you. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? Absolutely. Awesome. All right, Ed, can you tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now? 
Sure. Well, I suppose my path really started first in organized sports and then really graduated there into the Marine Corps. I joined the Marine Corps when I was 17 years old, and that gave me a window into leadership and an experiential window awfully early. And as some of those ideas about leadership started to ripen, I also was simultaneously studying philosophy and took a class on sectarian movements and cults. So sex and cults. And yeah, and uh, really was super interested in kind of those dynamics. So, you know, on one hand had this one piece of leadership experience in the military, a little bit of experience on the sporting side as well. And then this academic experience in this really aberrant behavior and some of the negative side of leadership. And it it drew me in and was really the start, the ground zero of my leadership journey. Wow. And so what are you doing now? Well, I'm the CEO of Persynergy Consulting, and Persynergy is basically a transformation practice where we focus on three different levels of transformation, individual uh, in the form of executive coaching, team in the form of team coaching, and then organizational. And that takes the shape of everything from uh, strategy development to organizational design and digital and process transformation. It's basically all the levels of organizational effectiveness. Right. And that is a lot of work and that is important work. So I know that you have a proprietary product or a service. Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Well, right in the heart of the pandemic, May of 2020, I released my first book from expert to executive, mastering the SOPs of leading. And the SOPs refers to my model, which is the leadership SOPs, which are your standard operating procedures for structuring, operating, and perfecting your communities of effort. So I'm using that SOP twice, once as standard operating procedures, and then another time as what you would aim your own standard operating procedures at. And that's what I call the work of leading, structuring, operating, and perfecting communities of effort. It sounds really intriguing. What website do I go to to connect? LeadershipSOPs.com. Couldn't be any simpler. Perfect. And so as a leader, I need help personally. I also need help leading my organization. So tell me what I should do. Well, the first thing that I do when I'm working with leaders is I try to make sure that we're grounded in the same thing. I feel like a lot of people are a little bit confused about just what leadership is. So I really try to start with finding some common ground between how does my client define and think about leadership? How do they think about the purpose of leadership, the work of leadership, and the process of leadership? And of course, I have a bias towards what I think it is. And, you know, basically my definition is it's a process of social organization meant to yield willing, capable, and sustainable communities of effort. You know, I've interviewed many leaders and we can always grow and learn from each other. This is why I do what I do. It's us collectively growing in leadership. And so what you offer in up-leveling what we do is super important. So thank you. Now, I know great leaders are lifelong learners 
and I see a bunch of books back there. <laughs> so as yes. a, yeah, as a lifelong learner, what are you learning right now? Well, one back here is actually kind of demonstrating a subject I'm getting pretty deep into right now, which is the application of artificial intelligence, machine learning on talent management, leadership, organizational effectiveness. That book happens to be written by a lifelong friend of mine. Name is uh, Decoding Talent. And also one of the co-authors is one of the co-authors on my book, which is over my other shoulder here. That's interesting to me, AI and leadership. So tell me how that connects. Well, you know, my interest is the ability to massively source behavioral data and gain better insights into which leadership SOPs really drive significant effectiveness in which cultures and which SOPs might drag through all cultures and just be plain effective no matter where you are. So that's a topic that really interests me. My book and my concept is not about these five SOPs or these 10. It's really about your SOPs. But I am interested in what truly are the best and how could we say that and how could we know that? And I think it's only through massively sourcing data and using computers to find correlations in that data. And so I'm curious, Edward, when you think of leadership today... And I know that you work with a lot of organizations, a lot of leaders, and you experience this. What most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? Well, in 2018, there was a global study and that study engaged CEOs all over the world. And it turned out only 14% of them believe they had the leaders they need to implement their strategy. And that is what concerns me. And why precisely do we have so many leaders who just simply aren't leading? Because these CEOs were not referring to open slots they're trying to fill. And certainly that is a challenge now, but they were referring to leaders they have in position that they don't believe are leading and getting to the heart of why is that happening and remedying it is my mission. It's your passion. It's It's part of what I do too. I started this in 2016 and that was an election year. And I thought, what the heck, how did we get here? And as an educator, I thought, what's my responsibility here? And so this really, my work is an effort to help us to up-level how leadership occurs in our organizations, in our country, you know, how we lead ourselves and having these conversations, lifting each other collaboratively is what I'm looking for. Picking your brain and learning more about how I can lead myself well too. So what are you most hopeful about? Well, I am really hopeful that if we start talking as a community, uh, helping leaders lead, whether that's people who are leading leaders or coaches, et cetera, if we can start speaking with better clarity about what leadership is. My real concern is so much of the time we spend engaging leaders talking about skills, interpersonal skills and styles. So really the the soft skills of leadership, which unquestionably can help you lead better. The problem is it doesn't help you lead. And what I mean by that is if you were to coach me on how to be a better communicator. I would only be able to lead better with that information if I was in the process of leading and I aimed the communication 
at that process of leading to make it better. But if I'm not in the process of leading, if I'm doing something else, I'm simply going to be a better communicator. That's just being a better member. That's not being a better leader. So that's why I think when you anchor yourself and what leadership is and its purpose to cultivate willing, capable, and sustainable communities of effort, you can start to piece together then what must the work be. And as I mentioned before, my kind of simple solution to that, and you might use some different words, but I'm sure you have a similar solution, which is you've got to structure it or design it. You've got to operate it as it's been designed or engage it, right? And then lastly, you've got to continuously improve or perfect it. So that's where I get my structure, operate, and perfect of the three domains of leading. And of course, being in the process of leading is going after that work, going after the work that's really inside of what does it mean to structure a community of effort? What does it mean to operate it? And what does it mean to perfect it? I get that. But don't you need clear communication skills to do that well? Well, I didn't say that communication can't help you do something better. What I said is you can't do it unless you're doing it and then aim the communication at it. You have to be in the process of leading. You have to know what leading is and be doing it and then use your new communication skills while in that process. And I really fear that too often when we talk about leadership competencies, uh, skills, stylistic choices, situational leadership, magnificent concept, those don't help leaders understand what leading is, what's that work of leading. And therefore, they don't know what to do with those skills. Sometimes they don't even resonate with them. So I try to help them really embrace this core work, start doing that work, and then we add in the skills that will help them do it better. You mentioned soft skills, you know, which I actually don't like that term because it removes the importance of those social emotional skills, which to me are, is what leadership is. My opinion is that it is a process of social organization, right? It is the series of activities you use to structure, operate, and perfect a community of effort. And that's your job as a leader is right. to have that community of effort. We usually kind of bring it back down, strip it down and see it very simply when we say, you know, we first encounter leadership when we embrace an objective we can't achieve alone. There is born the idea of leadership in our minds because we need a community of effort to achieve that objective. Right. And to do that, we have to shift our gaze from the objective to the community of effort we need to build. Interesting. I need to read your book. Tell me a little bit about your book. It's out already. Where can we get it? Sure. It's uh, on amazon.com. And the, again, the title is From Expert to Executive, Mastering the SOPs of Leading. The book itself is you know, a fable. So the introduction lays out my journey to the leadership SOPs methodology and framework and then the 10 chapters are really about a fictional case study of a biotech company based in Orange County, which is where I live, Orange County, California, and a bunch of scientists struggling with this idea of what is leadership, what's the work of leading, and how do I get into the process of leading? And so it's about them very reluctantly discovering that they need a community of effort. 
if they are to survive as an organization and if they are to cure the deadly disease that they are focused on. Intriguing. So you have an option here. You can either take a question from a former guest or you can share a challenge or struggle that you learned from. I'll take a question from a uh, former guest. All right. So Cesar Quintero wants to know, how do you promote vulnerability within your organization? Well, I think that promoting vulnerability is something that can only be done if there is uh, psychological safety and essentially trust. And in my book, there is nothing more powerful to creating trust within two people than to trust. So by extending trust, I'm able to use kind of the law of reciprocity that exists between human beings to generate trust. If I don't trust the people in my organization or the people on the product, my extended organization, my community of effort, which often includes my clients, if I don't extend trust, they will never extend it to me. So I try to be the first one to extend that, to be vulnerable, to share things about myself, doubts, et cetera, in order to encourage others to do the same. Well said. It's truly, we have to lead the way in vulnerability to help promote that. So thank you. Now, as a listener of this podcast, and do you have a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? Like, what are you curious about? Sure. The question I would pose is one that, you know, I've tried to answer myself, which is, what is the work of leading to you? Great question. Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, just that I'm hopeful that regardless of, you know, my book, my concept, et cetera, just at table stakes, that they would get curious and explore exactly what they think the purpose of leading really is to them, clarify what they think the work of leading is, and then begin to transform by embracing and getting into the process of leading and mastering that through repetition and continuous improvement. And taken together, those concepts explore clarify, transform, and master really compose the Leadership SAP's transformation model, which we use for coaching individuals, teams, and driving organizational change. I love it. You know, you started off with transformation as, you know, the big topic and you ended with transformation, which to me is super important. So I love the way you brought that together. Thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. It's been a great conversation. Well, thank you, Lily. What a joy it was to be with you today. Have a great day. Thank you. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.